Hello. Hello. I was going to say good morning, but it could be afternoon or evening, couldn't it, when people listen to this? Could be any time of day at all. How do you do? I'm Bruce Fielding. How do you do? I'm Simon Wells. And welcome to Factorally. Indeed. So what are we talking about this week, Simon? This week, Bruce, we're talking about glue. Glue. Which is uh, going to be a, a bit of a sticky subject. Oh, we can hold it together. I'm sure we can. <laughs> we'll, we'll adhere to our principles. Oh, dear. <laughs> so this is... Um, it's another one of those subjects, isn't it? Is we, it? we think it's about some, something fairly dull and nothing. Yeah. there's nothing much to say, and then Absolutely. we have like five pages of notes. Completely, yeah. How, how many interesting facts can you derive about glue? Turns out, quite a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yes, from, from, its, from its early beginnings. Well, it's very, I mean, its very early beginnings was actually as insects and plants and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There are all sorts of creatures. There are barnacles that um, secrete something a little bit cement-like to enable them to cling on to, to rocks. Um, Polyphenols, they are. Is that right? Yeah, they're actually they're looking into barnacles because it's antibacterial, the glue, hmm. and they're looking at making it into dental and medical uses, like like uh, de- oh, really? dental cement. As if they would actually harvest what the barnacles produce, or that they're going to try and recreate recreate it. They're going to they're right. going to see if they can use the technology that that barnacles use in yes. in technology. Fantastic, isn't that great? I mean, for for all of our wonderful scientific advances. It all comes back to the fact, well, the animals do it, so let's copy them. Birds do it. Bees do, actually, birds and bees do do it as well. Do they? Bird, well, birds glue their, their nests together with saliva. Oh, of course they do, yeah. So, yeah, so a bird's nest is actually made of twigs and glue. Yeah. Effectively. And I mean, bees definitely do it. Yeah. Bees with is wax, wax, you know, making a comb to, to, to yes. put your stuff into. How about the educated fleas? Uh, I haven't come do it? Termites, yes, oh, but not so fleas. Close. Oh, we'll take that. I know, termites use glue to build those termite mounds. And also, they, they kind of eject glue as a defence mechanism. Do they? they? Kind of stick, sticks predators to the floor. And of course, the biggest user of glue in the animal world, spiders. A spider's web is gluey. Yes, of course it is. You know, the silk protein, they're called glycoproteins. And again, scientists are looking at spider glue. Uh, I discovered a small uh, sea crustacean called Crassicorophium bonelli. Do that again. Crassicorophium bonelli. There you go. (laughs) Second time's the charm. Always. Um, So these, these little crustaceans produce an incredibly sticky, very strong silk. And they actually use this material to build their homes out of. Okay. Um... And because they're underwater, they they are clearly resistant to salt. And therefore, the medical profession are thinking about using something like this to heal up wounds. Ah, I suspect we'll be coming along to glue to heal up wounds a bit later on in the podcast. You never know. That's animals. Animals have been doing this since forever. Um, yes. Humans, I, I think, fir- first started getting glue from birch trees. Birch trees apparently were like, the, if you if you take the bark of a birch tree and boil it down, hmm. exactly right, you get tar out of it. And tar oh. is obviously a very, very good um, glue. So a lot of uh, original glues were made from birch tree bark. How interesting. Yes, you can, you can get sticky stuff from 
plants from trees. You can get sticky stuff by boiling down bits of animal because animal skin and bone and horns, the, the, the natural elements of an animal contain collagen. Collagen is sticky, ergo glue. So it's been around since forever. I think the one of the oldest examples of glue that has been found is is a a five thousand year old cave painting, um, which had a sticky substance in it to help the paint stick to the wall. So so we've got um, uh, animal glue. Yep. We've got tree glue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether you've ever tried to get egg off a pan. <laughs> yes, often. <laughs> I mean, eggs are really sticky, mm. and eggs were used a lot as a glue, not just in general household use, but also in painting where uh, you combine it with paint and it makes a, huh. a very interesting um, material to paint with. Okay. I found examples of medieval monks using egg whites to stick um, gold leaf onto, onto manuscripts. Of course, yes, yes. I mean, the other huge um, thing that people make glue out of is the starch that comes out of things like wheat. Oh. I mean, starch-based glue is, is massive. Oh. And we still use a lot of starch-based glue. Do we? Um, for example, uh, wallpaper paste. Is starch-based? Is, is starch-based. Is that right? So effectively, it, and it's generally extracted from wheat. So I don't, you're probably too young, but there used to be a commercial for uh, solvite or something. Okay. And uh, it was basically they, they glued um, a, a suit to, a, to a, a panel. Oh, no, I remember that. And they put a guy in it, and then they lifted it up in a helicopter yeah. and flew him over a city. I remember that, yes. And they did that for real. And that, that suit was held onto that board with effectively starch. <laughs> <laughs> How fantastic. But the thing about starch-based glues, obviously, is, is that they're, they're non-toxic. Mm. And there's a really important use of a non-toxic glue that your history will probably know all about. Oh, that sounds like a quiz question. So what was your previous job? My previous job was as a postman. I'm thinking stamps. Stamps. The lickability of, of a postage stamp. The kind of glue you can eat, invented by Roland Hill, who invented the stamp. Very good. I've been to the Postal Museum in London. I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> so licking glue, made from starch. And of course, you know, you've got to put it on an envelope. Yes. Envelopes have a line of glue, yeah. Uh, and then you've got to lick the stamp. So you've got to make sure that the glues that you're using are non-toxic then why do they taste so bad i'm not sure but i do know that if you lick a, an envelope and a stamp you can get up to five calories out of it are you kidding no <laughs> <laughs> wow i know I, th- I don't know how much you have to actually lick the stamp in the envelope probably quite a lot but you can get five calories out of it Fantastic. so if you're on a low-fat diet that's <laughs> <laughs> There are other glues which are um, made of starch. Such as? Well, there's one which I'm sure that every child has in their arsenal, um, which is a tube of prit. Oh, yes. So you might, you might not know this, but, but prit is actually 97% natural. It's mostly potato starch and sugar. Is it really? Yeah. I would never have guessed that. It inherently smells very, very chemically to me. Yeah, it really isn't. I went down a bit of a a cement-based avenue. Oh, of course. That passed me by. I didn't think of cement. It's not glue per se, is it? But it's it's an adhesive. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Yeah, it sticks things together. Exactly, yeah. So cement in one form or another has been around 
for a very, very long time. Um, the Romans were using it. The Phoenicians were using it. Essentially, if you grind up and cook limestone, ground up limestone to create lime, if you mm -hmm. then mix that with clay or various other aggregates and mix it with water, it becomes very, very sticky and it, it hardens very well and it lasts quite a long time despite the, the current thing we've got going with certain types of concrete falling down around our ears <laughs> yes. and all the educational establishments. But yeah, 12,000 years ago in Turkey, they were mixing limestone and clay and making cement out of it. 12,000 years wow. ago. And then there was that guy in uh, Portland who put some ash in it or something and then made Portland cement. Yeah, so he, he came along a bit later. So um, 800 BC, the Phoenicians were using uh, limestone mixed with volcanic ash to produce the same thing. The Romans came along and created Opus Cementium, Ooh. which is um, yeah, pretty much the same thing, but slightly different. They used a bit of sand and crushed up rock. But then there was one particular Roman architect and engineer called Marcus Vitruvius Pollio, who um, made a really detailed description as the construction of concrete. And, and that's kind of formed the rough basis of how concrete has worked <laughs> ever since. Um, the Romans obviously used it to great extent. You know, the Colosseum is held together with, with concrete and it's still standing. We mentioned uh, latex glue that comes out of trees. Yes. And latex is hugely used as a glue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of the big things because there are two ways of making latex glue. You can make it water-based or you can make it solvent-based. Okay. Because so you can basically d dilute the, the latex in water or um, alcohol, uh, ethanol, methanol, that sort of thing. Um, and I once worked in a glue factory. You knew this was coming. You, you knew that I was going to tell you that something had to had happen at some point. You, you'd either worked in a glue. glue factory or you knew the man who invented super glue or something, <laughs> something like that. So one summer holidays, um, I worked in a glue factory in Brent Cross. Okay. It's on, on an industrial estate. And they, they made latex-based um, glues. Hmm. And so the pure latex is, is wonderful. You put your hands in it, and then you sort of like waft them about in the air. Hmm. And then you put your hands back into the latex and you waft them about in the air till they're dry. And then you do it again and again and again. And you eventually get a pair of rubber gloves <laughs> that are exactly the right shape for your hands. And it's just built up layer by layer. This is layer of layer of latex. Oh, that's excellent. Great. On the first week that I was there, apparently it's a thing they do to, in, to initiate new people who work in the glue factory. Mm. So it's divided up into two. There's, there's the water-based latex bit, mm. which is where I was supposed to be working. And there's the solvent-based uh, latex glue bit right. where everybody wore protective materials and, and um, masks and stuff just, you know, because inhaling the yeah. fumes was, you know, quite tricky. Everybody except some young bright spark called Bruce Fielding, I'm guessing. Who was, who was told to work there for like an hour. Okay. And apparently I, 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 went, I was absolutely off my head <laughs> <laughs> inhaling this stuff. And I went running through the, um, where all the secretaries were, like, like giggling and, and cuddling them all. And then, and, and then I kind of like ran around for a bit. And then I just collapsed in one of the offices and fell asleep oh my for like four hours. I mean, you'd still do that now. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the glue for that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was an initiation ceremony, basically right. making me stir um, ethanol, methanol. Crikey. Based, based glue. Wow. 
But I mean, now you get, I mean, the most common things that you find, um, water-based glue, for, again, for children, is things like copy decks and the sort of wood glues that go clear oh, yeah. Yeah. and that you can peel off. You know, there's nothing nicer than peeling that, that bit of excess glue off after it's dry. Yes, okay, yeah. Isn't that yeah. nice? Oh, I, I remember as a child, um, we had PVA glue. Oh, um, yeah. And you had the little little plastic spatula to paste the glue on with and peeling a little layer of white PVA glue, dried glue off of, off of those little spatulas. Beautiful feeling. Well, actually, they still use that sort of like rubber-based glue in industrial uses. Do they? Um, it's called snot glue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the, and the nice thing about snot glue is it's exactly what it is, sounds like. <laughs> you know when you get a credit card in the post? Yes. And the credit card is glued to the letter? Oh, yes, it's the little sort of dots, the little sticky dots. That's the snot glue that's gluing the... Brilliant. <laughs> ...the credit card to the letter. Now, that stuff um, intrigues me because it's clearly sticky enough to hold the credit card to the paper, but not yeah. so sticky that it rips the paper as you take it off. Yes. That's quite clever. Yeah, so so you can change the adhesion of glues um, just by the way that you make them. Okay. So you can have some which are very, uh, which hold on really tight, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Because there's one glue that we need to talk about anyway. Yes, there is. Uh, but there's another glue, um, which um, was invented by a guy called Spencer Silver. Okay. In 1968, mm -hmm. who was trying to invent a really strong glue. He was trying to invent a glue that would basically stick once and that would it forever. Yeah. He was working for 3M at the time. Okay. And what he ended up with was completely the opposite of a strong glue. He ended up with a really, really weak glue. Mm -hmm. And he thought, hmm, this is interesting because it's not only weak, but um, if you press it, it, it sticks better. And you can use it over and over and over again. Okay. If, if I put it on the back of a strip of a back of a piece of paper, maybe it would be quite useful. And the first piece of paper that he found was yellow coloured. Oh, I see. I just, <laughs> just know, And now you know where I've this been, is going. I've been trying to rack my brains of all the different uses that this might make. <laughs> We're talking about post-it notes, aren't we? I am talking about post-it notes. Huh. Spencer Silver, 1968. Well done, Mr. Silver. Very, very well. You know, unfortunately, you didn't end up making what he was intending to make, but he did make 3M an awful lot of money until the patent ran out. So there are lots of different myths about how superglue came into being. Um, according to the Superglue Corporation website, they themselves have dispelled quite a few different urban legends as to how it came about. What they claim is that um, in 1942, scientists were trying to, to make sort of a clear plastic um, substance in order to make gun sights for the war effort mm -hmm. and to make yep. them clear so that they didn't obscure the, 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 the shooter's uh, view. And um, they made this stuff, and it was quite effective, but it was incredibly sticky, and it was just getting everywhere, and it was a mess, and it was an annoyance, so they stopped using it. And then after the war, these couple of chaps who, who worked for Eastman Kodak went back to the stuff and said, actually, that might just make a good glue. Yes. And that was in 1951. They went back to the idea, and it hit the market in 1958. But it was also used in the Vietnam War. 
was it? You talked about um, possibly using these um, organic glues in a in a medical way. Mm. When you're in a field hospital in the Vietnam War and you've got soldiers coming in with holes in them, right? What you really need to do is to seal those holes and to stop the blood coming up those holes as fast as possible. So they uh, made an aerosol right. of superglue, huh? And they would basically aerosol superglue these wounds. And they would stop almost immediately. Really? And it's like, sort of, let's not worry about the damage it's doing yeah. because it's saving the guy's life. Yeah. We can sort that out later. Yeah. And um, then they realized that it came off quite easily with acetone. Okay. And um, they were brilliant for acting like a liquid stitch. Right, okay. You put a bit on skin, you hold the skin together for a few seconds, yeah. and it's, it's fixed. I had no idea it was that old. You know, I've heard of people using medical glue now instead of stitches yes. and i thought well that's a very clever modern new idea but it went back to the vietnam war now on the bottle of of superglue part of their their logo their branding is a picture of a a car being held on a crane yeah and this was because of a, a public show of the strength of superglue that they actually managed to to stick a car to a crane I yes. don't know how long it lasted there. I don't know if it, if it eventually <laughs> fell down. Um, but they were so proud of this thing that that, that sort of became the, the, their branding. Um, I found a Guinness World Record. You know what I'm like with Guinness World Records? I know you like your Guinness. <laughs> There's a, a Guinness World Record for um, a company in, in Germany called DELO. And uh, they won the Guinness World Record for the heaviest weight lifted with glue. Uh, and they managed to stick a 17.2-ton truck wow. onto the arm of a crane uh, in uh, 2019. Um, and it managed to stay there for 24 hours. Goodness. I mean, superglue is amazing stuff. Hmm. I mean, you, you, if you think about the uses for it, everything from, like, you know, mending a teapot to mending a nuclear submarine. Um, I beg your pardon. <laughs> So when the bolts didn't quite work in a British nuclear submarine, the uh, the sailors decided that it would be just as easy to glue the bolts around the, the nuclear reactor. They did get into a little bit of trouble for it, but, but it did work. That's just, I mean, I suppose I'm slightly comforted that you said they used it around the nuclear reactor rather than around the door. <laughs> I think that would have worried me slightly more. But still, well, if it works, it works. Well, exactly. It's good stuff. Great. So one of the one of the glues that 3M made is is called spray mount. I don't know if you ever come across spray mount because it's one of the things you find in advertising. Yeah. So basically, when you're doing a layout, what you do is you get get a piece of paper, and you um, mount it onto a piece of polyboard, which is a little bit of board um, with polystyrene in it, so it's very light. Okay. And you you can use spray mount to 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 make all sorts of collages and stuff like that. But in advertising generally. You use it to just spray down stuff, and it's quite it's quite toxic, right? <laughs> well, fairly toxic. So you have like spray booths, mm -hmm. which have a fan in them and a filter. So you put the piece of paper into this booth, and then you turn the fan on, mm. and then you spray the piece of paper, and any excess glue is like absorbed into the booth, so it doesn't get inhaled by the person who's who's using the spray. And there's an apocryphal story of a guy who was up like all night for a presentation the next day and couldn't be asked to use the, the, the spray booth mm. and was spraying and spraying and was fine. 
until he went outside and breathed in some actual air. Right. And then the spray mount set in his lungs. No. And he had to be rushed to hospital. He was all right, but he, was, but he had a serious problem with like, gummed up lungs. Oh, yucky. A lot of cars these days are glued together. Right. So they use glue instead of welding. Do they? Uh, one of the first cars to do it was in, um, in the late 90s, was a, a Lotus Elise. Mm-hmm. And basically, they, it's because it's a plastic car. Or the, trouble, the trouble with welding is a lot of cars these days have like aluminium and steel yeah. and plastic and rubber. Yeah. And how do you get all that to stick together? You, can't, you can't weld plastic to metal, but you can stick it to it. So what they do now is they deliver these uh, car bodies with like peel-off glue bits right. in them. Okay. So when you, rather than welding them together, you, you sort of like peel off the bit of paper and ah. you very, very carefully put the car, if you're a robot, you do it especially carefully, hmm. uh, together. And you glue uh, chassis together and you glue panels to things. And it, it, it's amazing. I had no idea. So another area of glue I went down, I, I kind of think this counts as a glue, sort of, Hair gel. Yeah, I guess it is. So, again, this is you know something we sort of think of as, as being a relatively new invention. You, know, you think of, when I say hair gel, I'm opening that up to all kinds of hairstyling products. There are gels, there's hairspray, there's cream, there's wax, there's putty, there's clay, there's mousse. There's all sorts of hairstyling products out there, which all roughly do the same thing. They apply a certain stickiness to your hair to make it stay in, in shape whichever shape yep. you, you prefer. Um, and I always associate this as being quite a new thing. You know, I, I think of the sort of the 1950s hairspray, um, or I think back to the 20s and 30s of the origin of Brill Cream and yes. things like that. Um, ancient Egypt. Of course. Yeah, of course it was. Um, Egyptian mummies have been found with um, animal fat in their hair. Oh, wow. Which, which has, has been assumed to be a styling product. Yeah. There was the the remains of a fantastically named gentleman called the Clonny Cavan Bog Body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a body found in an Irish bog, um, carbon dated to be from around 300, 400 BC. And he was, he, he, he was found to have some kind of product in his hair made with um, pine tree resin imported from Spain. <laughs> so we've been using hair products for absolutely ages. the beginning you mentioned about the egyptians boiling down yeah. animals and, and things to make glue one of the, re- the the uses of those glues that those egyptians made was to build furniture oh really yes yeah so a lot of egyptian furniture wasn't actually nailed together really? or anything it was it was glued yeah i would totally see gluing furniture as a modern day cheat <laughs> yeah, I mean, they also used it for papyrus and stuff. Like sure. they would, they would mix it with um, with leaves and stuff to make to make a, a stronger mm. papyrus. But yeah, fern- Egyptian furniture and modern furniture both made using glue. See, now I'm I'm a child of the early '80s. I was brought up on a diet of BBC shows being repeated on VHS. I grew up watching The Good Life and Some Mothers Do Have Them and, and things like that. And there's an episode of Some Mothers Do Have Them where Frank joins a, a furniture-making class. Okay. And um, he cheats slightly and brings in a tube of superglue. He gets stuck to lots of bits of wood. Hilarity <laughs> ensues. He gets rushed to hospital because he's all stuck up. And um, 
the doctor in the hospital says, there's been an event involving that new super glue. And I, it, it just never really occurred to me that super glue had ever been seen as, as a newfangled thing. Yes, yes. But yes, to find that the Egyptians were gluing their furniture together all those years back, it wasn't just Frank Spencer. Brilliant. Well, I've run out of stuff to talk about, about glue. I've come unstuck. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yes, I've left my lid off for too long and I've become all rusted <laughs> over. Is that a euphemism for not having any more facts? I don't know. Um, well, there we go. That's the end of another episode of Factorally. Thank you very much for listening. Thank we you. We do appreciate it. We do. And please share, comment. Like, subscribe. Everything. Do all the things. Do, do, all, do the things. all of the podcasty things that you're meant to do. Exactly. Thank you. See you next time. Cheerio. Bye-bye.